Well, you know, we're just going to do a real quick time in the word because we got to get to some testimony time. Amen. So here's the deal. Grow right. This is a series we're in. We're in the middle of something where we are wrestling with how in the world can I go through each and every day being transformed to look like Jesus? And why is it that I know I'm supposed to be and and yet somehow I just keep struggling with those same things and I keep wrestling and I make some progress and then I fall back and then what's going on? You know, as we've been looking in this series at how to grow right, a couple of words come to mind. Transformation. Life change. The unveiled glory of God. Uh, spiritual breathing. Right? It's this idea of just, Lord, may we confess who we are. May we get us out of the way. May we just get in alignment with you. May our wills just stop being in the way. And may you be celebrated with all we've got. And then inhaling, I'm amazed with how awesome you are. I'm amazed with your promises. I'm amazed with the truth of your word and how it shares your hope and your passion and your character. You know, if we look at Acts chapter 8, verses 9 to 13, you can turn me if you want with, uh, with me if you want there. We're just going to be there for a moment. But Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 13 I'm just going to read this. Acts 8, 9 through 13. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. You know, a couple of things I just want to pull out of this. Two principles. One principle. uh, God's gospel is the most powerful story ever told. We have a story here where there's a guy named Simon, and he's doing some things that would be called magic. He's blown him away with these little things he's doing. We're not even sure what they are, but each moment of each day, he was planning the next thing that would allow him to be shown off. And his story showed off a human being. But God's gospel story shows off Jesus Christ, the Almighty One, the Savior, the Creator and Sustainer and Provider for you and for me. And that story, that story rocked this community. Take a look, a couple of words. All paid attention to Simon. Another word, they called him great. They were amazed by his magic. Verse 12, but, remember when we're reading scripture, Really read for every little detail word, right? That word, but, big deal, right? And yet, completely the opposite. Let's take a look at this from another angle, right? That kind of a statement, verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. 
you know, they were convinced of some things with Simon. They weren't sure exactly what to do with it. But once they heard the story from Philip, it was all done. The story of Jesus Christ, his shed blood on the cross, his love for them, it rocked their world. And then they committed their lives to following him. When it says they were baptized, it means like they said, it's all done. I'm following him. That's where I'm headed. That's what we're talking about. Well, what is this gospel message? The good news. Maybe we can think of it in three words. Responsible. Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, he took responsibility for the creation. And as we all ran our own way, Romans 3.10, Romans 3.23, right? We did our own thing. We went our own way. We all have sinned, or as the sports term means there, basically we all just missed the mark. We might say we shot an air ball would be a nice term today. And as we've all missed that mark, shot an air ball, completely missed what God had planned, Romans 6.23, that penalty is eternal separation. And yet, we have a Jesus Christ, a God Almighty, who says, I'll take responsibility. And he steps in and makes a replacement payment available. The second R, replacement. His death on the cross, available for you and for me. Yes, we owe our lives an eternal separation from him, but this holy, righteous God is also offering a loving and merciful replacement payment for you and me. An alternative. That's the gospel message. And it gripped this community. As they heard that they were guilty. But. As they heard that there is a God who loves them so much that he gave his whole life for them. And he was just right here with you. He was on the cross at Calvary. He has risen from the dead. His life for you and for me. Wow. Responsible, replacement, and the last one, reigning king. That's who Jesus Christ is. We have a God who is king of kings and lord of lords. We have a God who we can lift our hand up high and simply say, I worship you for all eternity. That is the greatest story ever told. Amen? That's why we're here this morning. To be able to say, my world's been rocked. I love Jesus Christ. I'm following after him. He's already changed me. And that's really the second principle I want to bring out. The first is what a great story. The second is check the order. Belief and then baptism. Notice it says, verse 12, But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Belief and then baptism. I I trust in Jesus. I know who he is. I'm giving him my life. I'm simply saying, Lord, please take who I am and forgive me. Use your shed blood on the cross to replace what I owe. I believe you. I believe that you're God and I believe that I need a savior. Please replace what I owe. Belief. What should I do now? Step up and say, I'm following after him. Baptism. That's what it's about, okay? Belief and then baptism. It's a strong principle we see taught in Scripture. Does baptism save? Does baptism save? No. Belief, that's what saves. Baptism, he saved me. Are you seeing the difference? Baptism, it's a declaration of what's already occurred. Belief and then baptism. Strong principle from this passage. We've got an awesome God who reaches out for us. 
We've got an awesome opportunity to be saved by trusting in him. And we have an awesome opportunity to step up and say, I'm with him. I love him. I'm giving him my heart. That's what we're all about today. That's what we're looking at, okay? Baptism. Some testimonies here of life changed. Already happened. Got at work. You know, four quick questions. I just want to get these out of the way real fast. So why should I be baptized? Well, you know, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus has given some commands and he says, do this. Teach and baptize. So it's a command. We're, we're doing it out of obedience. But another reason is simply to say, this is a symbol of what God's already doing in my life. I love him and I'm following after him. That's why we do these baptisms. It's a great symbol. As we go down into the water, Romans chapter 6, it's like down into Jesus Christ's death. And as we come up, it's like up into new life. That's why we do the baptisms, okay? How do we baptize? Uh, with a lot of water, right? With immersion. Why? Because the word actually does mean to immerse. But more than that, it has a great symbol, like I just talked about, going down in and up out of this immersion that we're doing. It's simply saying, I'm following after him. He's changed my life. I've gone down into his death. I've come up into new life with him. I love him and I'm following him. Do I need to have it all together before I do this? Uh, one word. Nope. Okay? We don't have our act together when we get baptized. We realize we need to be going, Lord, help me get my act together. Right? It's, Lord, help me be running with you. Change me. Grow right. It's a lifelong adventure. This is about, I'm getting that adventure started. Okay? So, nope. Don't have to have it all together. Okay? Uh, when should I be baptized? Uh, when did you believe? Like a second after that. Any time after is great. Do it. Okay, let me just say this. We're standing here today and we've got 23 people between the two services that are getting baptized. All right. But here's the deal. You might be sitting here going, I knew I should have put my name in. Do it this morning. We're going to have uh, Steve Hutton, one of our elders. He's going to be at the back. Steve, are you? Where are you? He's headed back there now. Just wave your hand. That's Steve on the way back. He's not going to the bathroom. He's actually <laughs> going to be there for you. Okay. <laughs> And uh, if you decide, hey, I want to do this thing, I want to get baptized, just get to the back, talk to Steve, he's going to walk through a few things with you, just to make sure that you understand what we're doing, what it means to have a faith in him, how has God changed you since you've been with, with him, and like, we want to get that story nailed, and let's get you baptized, okay? Well, I didn't bring shorts or anything, we did. So we got shorts, we got t-shirts, we got towels. If you want to jump in with us, great, do that, okay? Just get to Steve, talk to him at the back. We'd love to get you plugged in with this. Otherwise, we're about to get started here, okay? So I'm going to pray, and Kent, you're on your way. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you've done for us. Lord, may we celebrate you. This is all about you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Each testimony. A celebration to you. In your name I pray. Amen. Do me one last favor. Remember this. Each one, celebration. Right? So what do we do when we're celebrating? All right. Good.